Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shear. We got predictions. We've got, we'll talk a little bit of basketball. We'll make fun of Oregon State and Washington State. Uh, that's just coming across the wire. But uh, first, actually, let's talk a little bit about uh, Arizona. There's a big game tomorrow there, Shear. And I am of the belief that this is a, uh, I believe that if Arizona wins this game, that everybody is all in on Jed Fish, even if they weren't outside of the couple door jams out there that will never be in on Jed Fish. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're at the point, if he wins this game, where there's no argument. Like, what, what's your argument against Jed? He's recruited, he's saying all the right things, and it would be a, a clear indication that he has the program headed in, in the right direction. Yeah, and not only that, it would also show, too, the quick turnaround within three years would be astounding because, I mean, he took over a team that was obviously in the midst of a 12-game losing streak, won one game his first year, five his second. If you're able to get into that third year and you can go into a place like Starkville and beat Mississippi State, maybe a little shorthanded, maybe not a little shorthanded, that's a real testament to what they can do. Yeah, I mean, like you got to think, we both know how bad this program was when Judd Fish took over. I mean, this right. is the same team that lost to NAU, right? And it was it was bad. And in in the I, I understand that that change occurs faster or, or turnover occurs faster with the transfer portal and all that, but it would still be pretty remarkable to be able to go on the road and beat an SEC team. Like it's just something this program historically does not do. Right. And it historically doesn't do it. And they generally lay an egg on top of that as well. Now I was looking at the, uh, I was looking at the game notes right here. Very interesting. So Raymond Polito is listed as a starter. Should I be excited about this? <laughs> My favorite is Gunnar Maldonado is listed as a starter by the team. Uh, he's obviously not starting. He's literally not allowed. Our uh, our good friend is struggling a little bit with these, but uh, that's um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But I was cracking up though. I do not expect Raymond Polito to start. Uh, no, I don't. I would actually be surprised if if he even uh, he even travels. To be honest, I, I think he hopefully is ready for UTEP. All right, now let's talk a little bit about then the backup, Sam Lange. You need to have against uh, Mississippi State. You got to have those big guys up front. I'm totally fine with Jordan Morgan, totally fine with big Jonas Savanea. Um, obviously, Wendell Moe, Josh Baker, all of them totally cool with. Sam Lange is a little banged up at that guard position. We need Sam Lange to be able to play in this game. Otherwise, it's our guy Leif Magnuson. No, I, I think we're going to see something different, Mike. I'm letting you in on it. I, I think that right now, the leader in the clubhouse is moving Jonah back over to guard and starting Joe Borjon at tackle. I don't love that. <laughs> that's, I'm just saying right now, I think that's the leader in the clubhouse. It may not happen. You know, if Sam Langey is healthy and all that. I think they probably go that direction. He was banged up at the end of the game. I don't think he's practiced. Um, I know he's practiced this week, but I don't think he's practiced and participated in each one. Jed said it. It it makes sense, I guess, but that's a lot of pressure on Borjan. That's a lot of pressure on Borjan, especially a tackle. I see. I don't. I don't like that. Again, Jed Fish. I'm. The, he's the coach. I'm. A, you know. I'm talking about him, but I don't like that one at all. To be honest with you, um, I I think when if you, I've got two bookend tackles that are both good, I'm going on the road. 
I'll worry about the interior at a different stage. I know that sounds stupid, but I, I don't know. It, uh, I don't love Joe Borjon and tackle in that position. The way, the way that Carroll does it is basically he cross-chains all the linemen, and this would be him picking his best linemen. Right. And so he would feel that outside of the starters, the next best lineman is Joe Borjon. Let's get him in the lineup. He can't play guard, so let's move things around. And now we have our five best offensive linemen on the field. I mean, I guess I mean I get it, I get it, but I think just at the tackle, that's such a premium position right there. Um, we talked about this yesterday too. Got to be able to keep JDL upright. You keep JDL upright. Um, it's just up to him then to be able to make plays. I do want to see him run though a little bit in this game. I think it's going to be important for him when that first down's there to be able to take it instead of saying, "Nah, I'm good. I'm going to chuck it deep." Yeah, and he. But if he does that, he's got to know when to get down. Right, because uh, they will kill him. The right. SEC, you know, the Mississippi State defense is really good. The lanes are going to be there when you face right. the three, three, five. There's some lanes running, um, especially the outside, and and Jaden Delora is going to have some opportunities to run. Uh, if he doesn't take them, then throw the ball out of bounds. What I don't want to see is him running for his life, and then all of a sudden he chucks the ball to the other team. Uh, you you cannot win on the road with three Jaden Delore turnovers like they had at Arizona last season. Yeah. And again, at this stage of the game, you're not worried about, uh, you've got players around you. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like you're dealing with ASU or something like that, where you don't have enough players around you. You're dealing with an Arizona team that's loaded at receiver running back and the starters. Um, there's not a ton of depth, but the starters are good. You don't need to do too much right there. Sheer. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, he has a situation where like, even like I, I remember last, like there's nothing wrong with the check down, right? right. Like once right. in college football, the check down can get you quite a bit of yards. Right. Like you have the weapons to get the ball in your best players' hands, your playmakers' hands and let them go to work. You don't have to win this game all on your own. I like Jaden. He's not good enough to win this game all on his own. He needs the help of the guys around him. All right, we're going to make fun of, uh, we're going to get back to Arizona, obviously, but we're going to make fun of Oregon State and Washington State here in a second. But first, DraftKings. All right, well, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHNX. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook app with code PHNX. Again, the uh, the crown is yours. 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms and sport. Uh, terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right, Sheer, this is your chance, by the way. Do you want to hop on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and back the A to win this game? You want to do it. I can tell you want to do it. I don't bet on Arizona, Michael. I uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, I look, uh, I said that I think Arizona covers. I'm not doing the outright thing. I would be really surprised. You know, it, it's a big win. Like it's literally like Arizona doesn't win games like this in the right. history of the program. It does not happen. I think the last last power five that Arizona beat at a conference was like 20 years ago, literally. Uh, but I'll, I'll pick Arizona to cover. All right. Well, again, you're up. Now, would you say that if Arizona beats uh, uh, Mississippi State, that would be a bigger win than the home revenge game against NAU? Ooh. I think so. Yes. Just saying. I think All right. 
Now, let's get back. We're going to get back to a lot of Arizona football right here, but we need to make fun of Oregon State and Washington State for a few minutes here. They are now suing the Pac-12. I do not have this in front of me. Uh, tell me what's going on right here, Sheer, because this just must have broke. The move kind of makes sense. So what they're doing is they're basically – Cleacall scheduled a meeting for next week in which they would decide what would happen with the assets and everything with the Pac-12. And Oregon State and Washington State – have filed a lawsuit and a restraining order that basically says these schools are out of the conference. They are left uh, or they have left. We are the board now. Like we decide what happens with the assets. They should get no say based on the bylaws. So the hearing is on Monday. We're going to find out real quick. Basically, they're trying to say that they own all the assets, the tournament money and everything that the Pac-12 makes this year. It should only go to Oregon State and Washington State. Well, I don't really understand why they have standing on that because there's still there's still other teams in the conference. These teams haven't left yet. The bylaws, the bylaws say you basically that's they're going by the bylaws and Kliokov is trying to find a hole in them. It's it's interesting. I'm only excited for the discovery process. I hope all the emails about teams leaving and clearly cause stupidity and all that is made public. That'd be funny to me. That would be fantastic. And on top of that too, it'd be very interesting to see what comes out about all the schools being united unity statements. What really comes out the discovery process and all of this would be fantastic. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. And like how, uh, uh, you know, how much did George actually know? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, are we going to find out? So that's really the only interest. and, and, And to clarify, it is absolutely not, against any of the other schools in the conference directly like they're trying to keep the money from them but they're not suing any of the other schools well but it also is a little ironic though that the ones that were feeding all the misinformation the oregon states and washington states of the world are the ones that are without a conference and are now suing the conference right here after saying everything was fine and dandy i do find that interesting yeah it sounds like george tried to pull a fast one like he didn't respond to an email for a week asking them to clarify the board and all that Um, Yeah, it's going to be – I mean, we'll know on Monday. And the good thing, you know, if you're a fan of another Pac-12 school, you want Oregon State and Washington State to lose this lawsuit because it means your school is going to get money. Right, for sure. Now, you might look at George Klievkoff and say, that guy's not cool. You would be right. You know what would make him cool, though? Shady Shady Rays. Yep, I beat you to it right there. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Always fun to um, uh, always fun to make fun of Oregon State to a certain degree. Uh, let's see here. Brad Rich says, "Are you actively tweeting or xing while on the podcast?" Yeah, I'm telling people to get in here. Keck, actually, Mike, I think they do have a conference, the Pac-12. We all know, but I would bet on them, not against them. Well, Keck, you're uh, you're an ASU supporter and you like Michael Crow, so I'll, I'll let your track record speak for itself. Mike, um, you, since you haven't been on Twitter, you see the basketball news. What FAU? Yeah, what what is uh, what is going on with FAU? Because it's just, that's just no, it's it's December twenty third. Arizona's playing FAU in Vegas. Merry Christmas! All right, well, I like that. December twenty third. That's my grandparents' birthday, or my grandparents' birthday. That's my parents' anniversary as well. FAU, I don't. Uh, they're good. Probably top ten preseason. They're not as good as the other team that me and you knew about, but they're good. 
it's also a very good test for the guards right there. I like this. This is a uh, FAU. That's a very nice little get. Tommy Lloyd not taking a page out of your guy, Sean Miller's out-of-conference scheduling. That's for sure. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, we we had a discussion about the best out-of-conference schedule of all time. This is probably, this might be second. Mm-hmm. Second it's best. Right. So, how many, let me ask you this, how many of these games are actually being played? Jacob Franklin, if we could pull up the schedule right here, then we could maybe go back to, uh, we could add FAU to this one as well. But um, the uh, the one thing I will say is how many of these games, and I'm being uh, asking you to be honest right here, how many of these games would be scheduled if Sean Miller was the coach? Uh, I think there's a chance that the neutral site ones that are in the West would be like, he would, he wouldn't have gone to Purdue. There's no way. Uh, Vegas against FAU. I could see Duke. There's no way. Like the ones in like Palm Springs and Phoenix and Tucson. I could see. Also, did you know that's in Indian, Indianapolis, Indiana? A lot of people don't know that right there. It's a, it's a new, it's a new place. Yeah. It's very new. It's a brand new, (laughs) it's a brand new site. Yeah, by the way, Steve Kerr is a better coach than Bill Belichick. I don't care. I put this tweet out there, and I am right. He is – these people that are voting against him are wrong. The reason Steve Kerr is better is that Steve Kerr has won with – when people thought the window was closed, Belichick sucks without Brady. There's my case. What say you? Well, you hate Bill Belichick. You think he's terrible. I just think he's a very overrated coach. I'm sorry. When you you got 11 years without Tom Brady and you're – significantly under 500 11 years is enough for me to show and on top of that when brady goes off and wins a super bowl without you people don't realize like the u.s hasn't won the championship in the fiba world cup since like 2014 or something like that like they don't win these what does that have to do with anything well that's why you posted the steve kerr thing you realize that's why people were debating about Steve. Oh, Kerr. yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me about the FIBA World Cup. Yeah, they're um, all bad about Steve Kerr because the U.S. lost. Who cares? All right, well, big, big whoop. Dude, first of all, that was a terrible team they sent over there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, the, here's the lesson in all of this. The other countries are sending their best teams. The U.S. is not. The U.S.'s C team can't beat other countries' A team. The end. It's that way. It's not the same way anymore right now. We have, this will be a fun uh, this will be a fun topic to get into a little bit later. I don't care what people say. I am right on this one. Um now, offensively then. Um I think this is going to be the game where I feel that somebody's going to have to take the uh, the offense uh, on its back and I think T-Mac could be that dude. Now again, T-Mac he's and you mentioned this in a previous show. T-Mac's in an interesting case because He's a five-star that people have forgotten about, and he was a freshman All-American. I do kind of think that this might be the game that T-Mac reintroduces himself to the world. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it, Good. to me, T-Mac is, is a difficult matchup for the Mississippi State corners. Um, Emmanuel Forbes is gone. He was a, a stud, uh, really a, a dynamic corner. He's gone. If, if you're looking at a weakness on this defense – it's the Mississippi State secondary. That doesn't mean it's bad. That just means it's the weakest part of their defense. T-Mac, national stage, SEC team, uh, a guy that didn't even make the Belintnikoff watch list. Right. This is a, a big game for him, and, and I have a feeling he's going to put forth a, a very nice effort. I also don't understand, though, why – is it just strictly because he's at Arizona? For the Belintnikoff thing? 
Yeah, just in general, why people aren't No, no, because there's other small schools. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, that T-Mac is my uh, T-Mac is my uh, secret to this win, secret to a victory right there. Jason Shear agrees with me on this one. Um, the receiver, I also believe that uh, Tanner McLaughlin and uh, Kean Burnett are going to be very instrumental in this. I think the tight end is going to get a lot of action. So Mississippi State's linebackers, the numbers they put up are insane. Like right. one of them had 115 tackles, the other had 113. They rack them up. The one thing they're not that good at is is uh, is pass coverage, and I think Arizona's going to test that. Uh, I think you know Cowling's going to really test that in the slot, and then if they can get a one-on-one matchup with McLaughlin versus either of them, Arizona's probably going to win that matchup. I, I still am of the belief, I could be wrong, that there is a reason why the tight ends were a complete non-factor against NAU. I think that was 100% by design. You think that uh, you think the Jed's playing uh, you think Jed's playing a little bit of chess right here, don't you? Yeah, and and I know without getting into details like there are Ooh, a bunch That's called a humble of, brag. Well, the, but you know it too. Like when we watched practice, there were a lot of offensive plays that we saw that right. were new or had some kind of wrinkle from last season and Arizona didn't run one of them against City. Well, they might have ran that that screen pass. That was a nice play, but um other than that, I mean, I, I, I'd assume they're going to empty it out this weekend. Bear Down Cats 96 says, do you think they run the option? No. Calm down. Everybody calm down. Do you think Do you think they run the option? The read option, maybe, like the one play. Yeah, but I, I even then, I don't, I don't feel great about that one. Now, I also think, too, this is going to be an interesting game. I think Michael Wiley, Michael Wiley is going to have to have a big game. I don't necessarily need a ton of yards rushing from Michael Wiley, although that would be very, very nice. Um, but I think he's going to have to do a lot out of the backfield. Um, I don't know that this is a game where you're going to see a lot of uh, switching back and forth from running backs. I think my, Michael Wiley is going to get the majority of these carries. I would assume he's just, you know, it, it's he's the most trustworthy. But again, like it, it's going to go by hot hand. Like if right. if Jonah comes in and, and he gets a big run, they're, they're not taking him out. That's just how they roll. And, and so the only it's going to take out if they have a big run is speedy. We agree. You never know. They, I could actually see a scenario where they use Speedy a little bit more this on Saturday, getting trying to get to the edge. They're going to give him a shot. He's got to do well with it or he won't play, but he's going to get a shot on Saturday. I've had a bug fly into my eye and my ear. My orifices are not available. Buzz off, fly. Um, that ah, sounded yeah, that, that, that sounded awful. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, will not, ladies. <laughs> this will not be the clip that we will put out there for the show. Sorry, ladies. Mike's orifices are not available. Ah, well, yeah, this fly right here, buzz off fly. Um, uh, yeah, I just want to see more of Fam. To be honest with you, yes, Bear Down ninety six says uh, Fam should be returning kicks and punts. We've been saying this all year. This will not happen though because I cannot have good things right there. Um, Jacob Cowing is another dude though that I think is uh, Arizona is going to lean on. Um, I, honestly, I think both these dudes. If Arizona is going to win this game, I think both these guys, Cowing and uh, T Mac, have to have big games here. Yeah, I mean, because if they don't, you just kind of wonder where it's coming from. Uh, right. Counting is a tough matchup again in the slot. He's going to get some open looks, especially in that, you know, the there's going to be open areas against that defense. He's got to take advantage of it. I wouldn't expect there to be a lot of deep passes for him, but it's going to be the type of play where, okay, let's get him 
the ball three or four yards off the line of scrimmage and then let him go to work a little bit. Yeah, let him go to work right there. This fly is back and it is annoying me. Like, um, all right. Now, when uh, defensively, Big Bill Norton, we're going to start and we're going to end with Big Bill Norton right here. That's all we need to talk about with the defense. But this is going to be the first test. Honestly, this is going to be the first test for Arizona. Again, I don't think anybody's expecting the defense to be great, but I think we're going to know in the first couple drives, honestly, oh, they look really outmatched or eh, they're going to be able to keep them in front to a certain degree. Look, there's obviously other games on the schedule, but this was a game last year where it was so obvious that Mississippi State was just bigger and stronger. And right. Arizona went in the offseason and basically Fish said, never again. Right. Like, these guys may not be the best defensive linemen in the world, but we're not going to line up against a team that's significantly bigger. Uh, Bill Norton, Savea, Manoa, these guys. Like, the only guy I worry about size-wise is actually Isaiah Ward because he's right. not – a big like, and, and I'm curious if he plays less because of that. If they maybe play Ty Ty a little bit more, but Norton and Manoa are big enough and strong enough to hold their own. We're gonna know pretty quickly. Like we're we're gonna know. I mean, I don't I don't know if we're gonna know like the first drive, but we'll know whether or not the defense belongs pretty early in this game. Yeah, because we knew last we knew last year very quickly. Actually, we knew against Cal very quickly that oh no, this isn't good. And again, too, so much of it is I don't expect there to be an awesome pass rush there because I don't think there's really any awesome pass rushers here. But just don't get beat up in the trenches. Don't have uh, players just running the ball down your throat time and time again. And that's also humiliating when you know what's going to happen and you still can't stop it. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't look. I'm not expecting Arizona to go out and get five sacks on Saturday. But the worst feeling is when you line up, you know the other team is going to run, and they still run. I mean, it's it just it, – and that Cal game is the perfect example. Everybody in the stadium knew that Jaden Ott was running the ball, and there was nothing that Arizona could do about it. They need to get pushed. They need to at least you know make Rodgers a little bit uncomfortable. He's not a great quarterback. I know his numbers are crazy. Um, a lot of it is the system and all that. He doesn't have a big arm. They're not going to throw deep a ton. He's not accurate very you know, far down the field. Uh, he's a guy where, you know, maybe if they get a little bit of pressure and make him a little bit uncomfortable, it turns into a long day for him. NorCal Sense coming in here. We appreciate this. Back the A, my friend. Back the A. Adia Barnes, Shear's best friend, met the Back the A movement here this week with her unfortunate tweet. Shear, there were seven Back the A responses on there. I counted all of them. Well, she learned her lesson. You either back the A or you get out of here. You back the A, and we've said this before. If you back, if you didn't back the A when we suck, don't back the A now. Still show up to the game, but don't act like you are in the front of the wagon. We don't like any of that stuff. If you don't back the A when we're low, don't back the A when we're high. That's what we're talking about. By the way, it's time for our DraftKings pick of the week. Sheer, I'm going to give you another opportunity to pick the cats. Now, after asking you and you declining both invitations to back the A and uh, fully pick Arizona in this game, you have another opportunity. Are you still going to pass? Oh, I backed the A. They beat the spread. All right. So you, that would be your DraftKings pick of the week. Pick Arizona to cover the spread. Arizona covers. That's my pick of the week. All right, I like it. That's fine. I got J- Jacob Franklin. Hop in here. What do you got, Jacob Franklin? What's ASU going to do, Jacob? Jacob Franklin will not hop in here. Jacob Franklin goes with one of these um, uh, uh, cameraless uh, uh, contraptions. That way he knows he can't come on the show. I know what Jacob Franklin's up to. Um, 
Ephesians Prysock. That's the other one right here. I think he is a massive key to this game right here. It, uh, he's Arizona's best corner. He's Arizona's best DB. Um, I think we're going to find out exactly what he's made of right here. We've talked about it all off season. The U of A staff was certainly not, uh, was certainly not sad when, uh, Ephesian, or excuse me, when Christian Roland Wallace left enter Ephesians prize sock in that first game, he was all over the place. He was great all throughout fall camp. Now is going to be his first real test as a collegian. Yeah, this is a tough game for him. I mean, it really is. He's either covering Justin Robinson, who's 6'4", or Xavier Thomas, who's uh, about as fast as it gets on a football field. I I mean, he's going to have his work cut out for him. We're going to learn a lot. Um, He played pretty well against NEU, had some mistakes that against a better team would probably cost him, but he's obviously never played an opponent like this. He's never played in an environment like this. Um, one way or another, it's going to be a learning lesson for him. You just hope that it's a learning lesson in a, in a positive way. In a positive way. Also, I don't understand why can't we put Takario Davis at safety and get Gunnar Maldonado out? Uh, I don't even need to put Takario at safety. I need, I just don't want Gunnar. I don't want Gunnar Maldonado in this game. I think Arizona is going to play some different types of of defensive lineups. I, I think you're going to see lineups with, Genesis, Isaiah Taylor, and Dalton Johnson on the field at, at the same time. I think you'll see some three safety looks, maybe even some some four. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting what Arizona has up their sleeve defensively. Now, uh, you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, uh, well, I mentioned Gunnar Maldonado right there, but I agree with you. I'd like to see some of the younger players out there. Obviously, you're going to have Dylan Wyatt. I will catch this fly by the end of the show, and I will uh, I will chop it chopstick style in front of everybody. But um, you already got Ephesians Prize Sock, obviously. Then you got Dylan Wyatt. Then uh, you tra- trading Stooks. Then at that safety spot. Um, like you said, I'm totally fine. I like seeing Isaiah Taylor out there. I like seeing um, – I wouldn't even mind seeing a little DJ Warnell. I won't see, we won't see DJ Warnell, I would imagine. But those are the guys. Genesis Smith, go ahead and take some of those lumps right there. That's what I want to see out there, Skier. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, Genesis, he's going to – if he plays, he's going to make mistakes, right? Second career game ever. And right. if they don't play him, I kind of get it like the environment, the opponent, and all that. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play very much, but um, they got to go with the younger athletic guys. Gunner, I don't know what they're going to do in the second half when he becomes eligible to play. That, to me, is one of the storylines. If the safeties are doing well, do they keep it as it is, or do they put Gunner in there? If they put Gunner in there, what happens? I'm, uh, I'm very curious to see how they handle that situation. All right, Anthony Jamino just sent me this. He said, I researched how many first-team all-offensive lines for every Pac-12 team from 99 to 2022. He said, so embarrassing for the U of A. How many, before he gets back to us, how many first-team all-conference offensive linemen is the, is the Wild, have the Wildcats had since 99? I'm going to say two. I'd say one. Britain, that's it. You were right. Evan Britton, that's it. AG, to quote Jason Shearer, I actually like AG. Um, and US, guess how many USC has had in that time? God, 12. Keep going. 20. Keep going. Yeah, I mean. 25. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, we talked about this when we were discussing, like, how good of a prospect Jonas Sabanet is, and we were trying to figure out who to compare him to. The only one we could come up with would be like Evan Britton because it's been so long. 
I just I couldn't even think about that too. Like when when he when he threw that out there, I was wondering to myself, all right, there's got to be somebody we're forgetting, but no. Oh, by the way, UCLA is next worst at five. Arizona backs the A on the offensive lineman to a T right there, Sheer. All right. Shout out Evan Britton. Does he still have his his podcast? Um, I don't know. What is Evan Britton up to? Do you know? I know he does a lot of drugs. Correct. I didn't I know that. He was now, a drug Speaking of which, OGs. Sheer, you know what you're doing right here. Check out our friends at OGs, brands for yourself, and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OGs Brands and online at OGsBrands.com. To find them at a local dispensary near you, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy OGs. Please enjoy responsibly. Maybe you'll see Eben Britton there as well. All right. Now. A win for a win for Arizona. I'm also curious what that would mean for recruiting. Arizona just got a commitment, and again, this is the uh, this is the epitome of what I keep telling people. And then I'll let you have the soapbox here. Arizona, don't worry if they're all they're going to be all three star kids, and they're going to be big, and they're going to be fast. And if they can't play, it won't be because of a lack of athleticism. That's what Arizona just got. Yeah, I mean, Sefo Aquila. Think about it this way, right? He's six three, at least two thirty. He, he plays 80% of the snaps at quarterback for his team and lines up on the defensive line and linebacker as well. Like, these are the kids that you want. And, and you look at his offer list, BYU, Cal, Washington State. So it's not like, you know, back how it used to be where it's like random school, university, right? Tulane, right? and, all that garbage. Right. He is a legit athlete. I think he probably plays linebacker. He may grow into a defensive end role. Uh, but he's good. Like he's actually been silently committed for a while, uh, months actually. But the, he's a guy that they really, really like. Yeah, and he gives you a lot of position flexibility as well. Again, when you got bigger dudes that are fast, that's always a good thing, as opposed to shorter guys who are slow. We agree. Well, I mean, I don't know why you're taking a shot at me, but yeah. Well, who? who how do you know that I wasn't taking a shot at myself? <laughs> I take a shot at this fly right here. Okay, you, let's, <laughs> you're listening to a fly, so. This fly, this fly is everywhere. I've never had something as annoying as this. By the way, uh, I like this right here. Zona Tucson 93 says, we're winning tomorrow. Now, a win for Jed Fish then validates everything. We talked about that a little bit earlier. But at that stage, Arizona's going bowling because you're going to beat UTEP. You're 3-0. and All you got to do is go 3-9 and the rest of the way. I feel comfortable in saying Arizona can go 3-9. and You go bowling in the third year. Dave Hickey going to have to start uh, emptying out the coffers a little bit to uh, pay uh, pay Jetfish. Yeah, I mean, it would be a pretty big collapse if Arizona goes and starts the season 3-0 and uh, and doesn't make a bowl. And right. and I understand that the conference is, is better this season, but you should be able to win three of your next uh, six games or whatever it is, well, nine games. So three of your next nine games. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's – on a scale of one to ten, how unbearable are are we going to be if Arizona beats Mississippi State? Well, that's why I need you to choo- change your pick. You can't sit here and say I told I could you. I'd be unbearable. No, I won't be. I told you so. I would just be unbearable. All right. Now, oh, by the way, being that the back of the A movement is back for Arizona football, as we know, you changed your background last year. If Arizona beats Mississippi State, I have your word. You will change your background back to the back of the A movement. Correct. Yes. 
All right. That's all we wanted. That's all we need out of this entire discussion right here. Also, speaking of which, you're picking ASU to beat Oklahoma State. Is this correct? Uh, Yeah, I think Oklahoma State's terrible. So you're picking Arizona to lose and you're picking ASU. All those people out there that call you fanboy number one. Listen to this right here. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I grow. I mean, I'm fine with it. I can't <laughs> wait. For, I can't wait for Monday. It's going to be a fun one. Yes, you were right, Keck. Keck is a palindrome, by the way. Taylor Upshaw. Need Taylor Upshaw. I think one thing is clear. Taylor Upshaw is the one dude on this team that I think has the potential to get six or seven sacks. Um, I think for the longest time we uh, thought it was just the game. Mike seven sacks on Saturday alone. You guys that's, heard it here. That's all I'm calling for. Six or seven sacks just from Taylor Upshaw alone. He's gonna go Derek Thomas on it. But <laughs> on on a serious note, though, that is the um that is the that's the one guy on the team that if you were to ask me who could have six or seven sacks throughout the season, it's that dude right there. Uh yeah. You know, believe it or not, the NCAA record is seven. So who who has the NCAA record? Some random George Swilling or something. Oh, George Swilling from uh uh oh, no, that was Pat Swilling. Um, I don't know where George Swilling. It sounds like Pat a Swilling. guy from no, you're right. Pat Swilling. Yeah, Pat, Pat Swilling. Swilling. He played for these Saints. Uh, Georgia Tech's Pat Swilling sacked Eric Kramer seven times in 1985. That'll wow. never be broken. I don't think that'll ever be broken, right? That's one of those games you never forget. If you were there like I was, you just don't forget games like that, even though if, even though I don't know that I was there. Taylor but, Upshaw. Yeah, I mean, look, Taylor, Taylor Upshaw's the guy, right? Like, I, again, I think Ward is uh, going to have a little bit of trouble this weekend against that huge Mississippi State. Can you get that fly already, Mike? Mississippi State line. And uh, Upshaw's experienced. He's older. He's faced teams like this before. Uh, I look to the veterans. Like, you got to look at Bill Norton and Upshaw as being the leaders on the defensive line on Saturday. And I'd like to also see uh, Tyler Manoa start to emerge here as well. He was really good in, he was really good in the spring. Uh, you hope to carry it over to fall. I think it really stabilizes some things if he's kind of in there at your defensive tackle spot. Yeah, yeah. He, he's. We laughed when Savea was the starter on the first depth chart. Uh, he's no longer the starter. That was literally the only change. Interesting game notes all the way around. Yeah, Manoa's the guy. And you know what? One guy that I could actually see playing quite a bit this weekend that we're not talking about is Co. Like, Co's a mm-hmm. big dude, and he played well in his time there. They're going to rotate as much as possible on that defensive line to make sure it's fresh. But um, Manoa's another guy that needs to step up. I feel like yeah, he's named no- the entire defensive line, but – it's you did say next to me in the press box. You did say, but when you were looking up tacos, by the way, um, as we were both looking up tacos, that was a great picture, by the way, that Shelby took. Um, but uh, you did say Isaiah Ward is a thing. Now, Isaiah Ward, very thin defensive end, obviously, but 6'6", probably about 230 or so. His best days are ahead of him. I just don't know that his best days are going to be in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, I'd love for him to play well. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be awful or anything like that. It's just that when you compare the size, he's going to have to beat these guys with speed and technique. He's not big enough yet, uh, strong enough physically yet. Maybe he surprises us. Maybe he's just faster. But uh, he's by far the smallest guy on the defensive line. All right. Now, uh, we need to talk about he would fit in very, very well with the four peaks right there. Bet you didn't see that one coming. All right. 
Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. We were very upset last Friday, or was it the Friday before, when we went out to drink, and they didn't have Four Peaks, and we immediately left the establishment right there. That's how, no, we actually didn't, because Dave Hickey was in there as well. But visit fourpeaks.com slash store locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. Steinholding, Oktoberfest, and Haunted Brewery Tours are right around the corner. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Okay. Um, now... Looking at the Arizona game notes, though, which I actually can't look at because they are not at all accurate. Um, Justin Flo listed, obviously, as the backup linebacker. Um, I don't see Justin playing much in this game, but a, 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 one of our uh, common commenters, and they're all much smarter than me, this goes without saying, all, uh, said, why don't they just put him in there as a defensive end? I don't actually hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, he'd be small, but I, I don't hate He's that. He's a ward. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Flo. I think he's going to play more, but it's it's hard because you can't trust him in passing situations. Right. Brad, <laughs> so like, Brad Rich. Brad Rich. Can always count on Brad Rich to come in here with ah, – oh, did I catch it? Did you oh. get it? No, no. Well, by the end of this show, Jacob Franklin, we might go four hours. If, if Eduardo was there, that's why I would be dead. No, but Ted Wardo can't see anything, though. His senses are terrible. Shih Tzus have the worst senses in the world. They really do. Um, I, I can come home and Ted Wardo's sleeping on my bed, and I literally have to go up and be like, hey, dude, I'm here. And he's only four. He's not even old. Um, Brad Rich right here. Uh, let's see. Who's going to be more annoying? Upshot of the Mississippi State offense or that fly to Mike? Oh, the fly. The fly by far. The fly. No disrespect to Upshot, but I mean. Mike's Mike's on tilt. Look at him. I also blame Jacob Franklin for this a great deal because a big part of this is this this light that I have that uh, illuminates my face, and this fly has not gone away. I need this fly to fly into the sun right now, but I don't think it's going to do that. Um, <laughs> all right, now looking around the conference though a little bit. Any games catch your eye, Skier, besides uh, Arizona State, uh, Oklahoma State? <laughs> you versus the fly uh oregon oregon versus texas tech because that spread is, is a trick mm. so i'm wondering if if vegas knows something i don't oregon's only favored by six and a half texas tech lost to wyoming that game uh <laughs> are you are you taking I a picture, picture of it uh, i will send this picture out <laughs> go ahead uh <laughs> Well, what was the other one? Uh, Nebraska, Colorado, obviously. Your boys. Um, I actually like Nebraska to win that game. There's a there's a possibility that spread hasn't moved. That tells me that people think Nebraska has a very good shot. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm sending out this picture now. This fly will not go away. It is very annoying. Now it is on my screen. Um, <laughs> all right. So again, last time for a, a score prediction here. That's why he's mocking you. I just saw that picture. Mocking Dude, it's you. Terrible. And he's just looking at me and he's going like this with the, it's like, buzz off, man. That's my move, not yours. Utah Baylor. I like Utah. I think Baylor's terrible this year. Uh, like, yeah, I like Utah. Is Utah going to come in and run the Big 12 in football? It's very possible. Yeah. See, that's why I don't understand why Utah was against going to the Big 12. Uh, because it's Utah. 
Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't yeah. back to you on this show. That's yeah, we sure. don't we don't mess with Utah. And the Holy War, we definitely go with BYU over Utah. That's for sure. Maybe the fly backs the A. No, the fly doesn't back the A because I told it to buzz off and it keeps coming back. Um, all right. Final <laughs> score prediction though, Skier. Uh, I did 31-21 Mississippi State. 31-21 Mississippi State. That's not cover. You don't got Arizona covering then. They're 10 points. Isn't it 10? No, it's nine and a half. It's not covering. Oh, nine and a half? Did it? I'm checking it this morning. Yeah, make sure you're either. Make sure you're yeah, on right Bet MGM. Not DraftKings. Or either one. DraftKings or Bet MGM. All That's right. the only place. I got my DraftKings out right now. And it is. Damn it. I was right. Yeah. I'm just showing everyone I have it open. Skier, you got to go ahead and change it. By the way, BCAT, Mississippi State, minus nine, Shear. Come on. Come on. No, I got a nine and a half. I got it right here. I got the over-under is 60 and a half. 60 and a half. Um, That's that's actually more than I thought. 60 and a half right here. By the way, oh, uh. I, yeah, I don't know. I like Arizona. I like Arizona to cover or uh, not only cover. I like Arizona to win. By the way, if listen to this, if, if this is an interesting Arizona first half spread is only five and a half. Arizona's winning that first half, aren't they? If they win the half, can we don't claim, they win the game? Yeah, like I don't see why not. That's a good one. If Arizona is ahead, by the way, this Bruce Pascoe message is great. If Arizona wins the first half, do they? Oh, I thought I had it. If Arizona wins the first half, do they? Um, do they win the I just game? Read the Bruce text. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk after. But if Arizona wins, if Arizona wins, uh, yeah, the first no. If they win the half, whether it's the first half or the second half, I'm claiming that Arizona should have got an SEC invite. Uh, we didn't want that SEC invite anyways. Yeah, All right. Don't want I, anyway. I am going 34-31. I am backing the A, and I am backing the over right there. That is the parlay right there, my friends. That's and I'll say this to the people at home. This isn't just Mike backing the A fake. Like, he absolutely realistically believes Arizona's winning this game. And I put it out on Twitter, and you know how those trolls are going to come out if Arizona loses like 60-3. to three. The spread definitely opened up my eyes. It, it, I will say that. I definitely took a second because, you know, remember like it opened at 13 and then it dropped to nine and it's been nine, nine and a half, ten all week. So, you thought it was going to go to like 13. Uh, I, someone else did. Oh, somebody else who's generally wrong about everything. But either way, um, I believe he believes I do. I do believe. I do believe what I'm saying. I never say anything I don't like. Skier, you will admit this. There's nothing about me that is fake. What you see no. is definitely what you get. You're real. You're as real as it gets. I'm realer than real deal Holyfield. And now you all know how I feel. That was very, very good right there. Yeah. Missed some of that. All right, we're going to talk. I wanted to talk a little bit of Arizona basketball recruiting, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off here and uh, get ready for the game. By the way, I hate games that are away games because I don't get to sit in the uh, press box next to Shear, and I know that he feels likewise. Yeah, it's upsetting. Hey, do you want to tell uh, everybody what happened to Shelby? No, no. She, you listen to the podcast. She said she mentioned it on the podcast. Go listen to the the post game podcast. Where can they find the post game podcast? Wildcat Scoop Podcast on any. Can I say what happened? Uh, she told me that she was she would be mad if you said what happened. <laughs> 
All right. Well, it wasn't good. So yeah. Either way, um, was another bathroom incident. We'll just leave it at that. Second it was year a bathroom in a row, incident for sure. Uh, opening that makes it sound like she had diarrhea or something. She didn't. It was something. It was a plumbing issue. Yeah, it was just kind of a just kind of a pissy issue for sure. I think that's fair <laughs> to say. Also, real quick, Saturday neon. Look behind me. What is it? My left shoulder. My left shoulder. That A right there is from Saturday Neon. It glows in the dark. It does all kinds of different things. And check it out. You can go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for over 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. It was started by a couple brothers right there that were uh, that basically said, we will not take no for an answer. And they created their own company. And now they're there. That's where it was. B-Cat uh, says there was an explosion. That's fair to say. Um, Why not? Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. Saturday Neon should make a bug zapper. All right. A couple things, and then we're going to sign off. I've I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. First of all, Jamari Phillips, uh, Jamari Phillips' dad. There is not a bigger back the A member in the entire world than this man. He is a salt of the earth father. And Sheer, now however long his kid is here, we are going to enjoy that, and we're going to enjoy the Phillips family. I I am very confident in saying this. I haven't told you this this plan yet. I think at the end of Jamari's first. Uh, presser media, he's gonna say back the A. I think we can do it. I, I'm, I'm big on that one as well. So you know what, guys? Before I go back to A, yeah, because his, his dad is awesome, dude. His, his dad's awesome, like his dad's beyond cool. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. Every now and then you find somebody in life that just gets it. Oh, and by the way, his kid is really, really, really good. And I'm starting to believe, why don't we, Jacob Franklin, if you have some of these highlights, maybe we can uh, maybe we can uh, litter these throughout the screen. But I am starting to believe that Jamari Phillips is going to be a one and done. I don't know if he's going to be a starter or not, but he does feel like somebody that's going to average 11, 12, 13 a game. His offensive bag, as the kids say, is just crazy. Yeah, I've said this before. His, his game is so unique. Because I'm not saying he's an NBA player now, but it's a very NBA-ish type offensive game. The way he creates separation, you see there, like the way he creates space, he's deceptively athletic. Uh, He's going to score right away in college. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, and it is interesting, too, because I I like the UCLA fans of the world that uh, didn't think he was athletic enough. Well, he said, watch this, and now he's become a pretty good athlete. Very, uh, like I said, he's, he's, he's the real deal. He's the goods. Yeah, I mean, he again, like just you can see the clips. I think even in these 30 seconds, he scored in every possible way. Right. I mean, yeah. And another person, uh, Brad Rich, two first names. Brad Rich said, love Carter's family and Jamari's family. Super solid. Big fan of Carter's dad. Carter's dad is the the man. Big fan of Deshaun. He's been on the show as our uh, Jamari Phillips uh, mother and father. Good people all the way around. All right. One last time, Sheer. What is your final score prediction? Uh, well, now you pissed. I, I, it was 31-21, but I said Arizona's going to cover, so I'll go 31-23. 31-23, interesting. All right, I'm back in the A. I'm going 34-31. Jacob Franklin is actually back in the A as well. Jacob Franklin says that he thinks Arizona's winning 28-7. to I don't know that I go that far, um, but... Uh, Look, Jacob backs the A. What are you going to do? You can't tell someone not to back the A. Yeah, I mean, Jacob, you got to do what you got to do back there. But on that note, for Jason Shear, go pick up the girls. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. 
Arizona. Oh, Jacob Franklin. This is not Jacob. Put the, uh, hold on. Put the ASU score next to that, Jacob. What do you got for that? Yeah, Jacob. Do as you're told. Now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Come on, Jacob Franklin. Hurry up. Come on. We got things to do around here. Chop, chop. Oh, he's oh, not Jacob. Whoa, 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 whoa. He thinks that Arizona on the road will give an SEC team a better game than ASU at home against Oklahoma State. This is going to be the show clip that we will be putting yes. out this there. Is big. Franklin. This is big. Jake, Jacob Franklin, you did a very good job there, and we are very proud of you. So, again, we got Jacob Franklin back in the A more than Shears back in the A. Yeah, when Jacob proved that he backs the A more than me. All right. All right. For Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. All of you, you guys are all fantastic. Really appreciate all of you. Even Keck, you're a cool dude. Um, and Jacob behind the scenes, you're doing a good job. Jacob Franklin back in the A as always. We'll be back with you on the post game tomorrow about 730 We'll talk with you then. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.